Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. D.K. Manny. Manny. L. The number one Scoop B Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bond said, yo, the best in the business. That's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word of Scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B said, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joint and the journalist. The GOAT. So why ask? Watch out. Watch out. What about it? If he naming them, scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoopy Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. That's Scoopy. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoopy Radio in your tape decks, in your aux cord. On your computer, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and everywhere in between. I am Brandon Robinson. Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Follow me on Instagram at Scoop underscore B. Follow me on Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. Visit ScoopB.com and ScoopBRadio.com. Scoop B Radio is the only place where you can find never release interviews with me, sports and entertainment journalist Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. This episode number 56. Is a Mother's Day treat, and it is with Lucille O'Neill, mother of Shaquille, Aisha, and she has some other kids too, if you weren't aware, Latifah and Jamal. Let's get into the episode produced by DJ Maniel. DJ Maniel, cue the tape in five, four, three, two, one. It's Squilly, y'all. Lay some treats on us. This is going to be ready. First question. First and foremost, I can't lie to you. All these years, I thought that Shaq was an only child. How often do you get that? You got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm serious. And the reason I say that is because I let everybody know that I am not just Shaq's mama. I mm-hmm. have 
fourth adult children and 15 grandchildren now. For Shaquille is the oldest of my children, Shaquille, Latifah, Aisha, and Jamal. What was your fondest memory uh, on Mother's Day with your kids? I have a lot of memories, Brandon. Um, the fondest memory, I, I want to go back many years. You, you remember when you used to go to school and uh, make the crafts and industrial arts? Mm-hmm. Shaquille made me a cutting board when he was in grammar school, and it says Lou's Kitchen. Hmm. I still have that cutting board, and the reason I love it is because when we get in the kitchen together, and I cook fried chicken and macaroni and cheese, that cutting board always comes to my mind. It was one of my first Mother's Day gifts, you know, when my kids were in school. And it just... uh encourages me to remember the memories when we gathered up and I took a chicken and cut it into about 13 or 14 different ways <laughs> so we all could get a nice right and those are the times when we share our good Be memories radio. when we're all in one place together and our, our place was the kitchen we laugh talk cry but it was family time so I remember back in the late 70s Late 70s, because Shaquille was born in 72, mm -hmm. so close to 1980 when he gave me that gift. Cutting board with Lou's Kitchen carved in it. And it's so funny you have Lou's Kitchen. My grandmother's middle name is actually Lou, so that's really cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what, is, what is your favorite way to spend Mother's Day? Quietly. I like to just sit still a lot of times because I do a lot of traveling and do a lot of things out in the community, and every now and then I just want to be still. I want to be still. I want to cook one of my favorite foods. I want to just talk to my brother. I have one brother and two sisters. We want to talk, and we reminisce about our mother. And before you know it, the day is done. I like to spend time with my children if I can get them all together. And I just love being quietly, sitting somewhere. What is the biggest sacrifice that you made as a mother? Biggest sacrifice was... Maybe not having the money to pay a bill or having the money to pay a bill and used it when my children had a need for it. Made many sacrifices, but those are some of the ones where I would just put them first. I always put them first. Still do a lot of times. And I, I don't look at it as a sacrifice. I, I just am happy I'm able to do it. But it wasn't, you know, when you become a mother, it's no longer me first. Mm -hmm. It's family first. What does a black mother do to nurture her son when she has doubts about his social environment? And how do you bridge that gap uh, so that he has black culture and is as well-rounded as, as, as your, all your children were? Brandon, the only thing I can do is just teach what I know. Mm -hmm. And I, I talked to you before about nurturing the gift that we see in all of our children. We don't have any control over the negative, and we don't have a whole lot of control over social media, only what we put out into it. So we continue to deposit everything positive into our young people, our children, and we have to trust that positive will come out on the other end. The world is um, an, un an interesting place.
<laughs> and we want we want everything to be good, but we know it's not like that. So the best we, thing we could do is just continue to deposit positive seeds. I don't know any other way. And we have to just continue to trust and believe. I have strong faith, and I stand on it every day. I feel like your son was ahead of his time in today's NBA standards. He reps North. He reps San Antonio um, and was an Army brat. He also went to college, has multiple degrees. He knows karate. He's a cop. He's been poor. He's been ri- he is rich, and he grew up in a Christian household. That's like an Escalade with Ferrari doors. That, <laughs> that said, today's NBA, you see a lot of second-generation ball players, or you see many mm-hmm. kids that are babied, or you see kids with no guidance. My question for you is a two-part question. How prepared was Shaq for the NBA when he was drafted in Orlando? And do you see anybody in today's NBA that has a similar background as him? Having had a um, great relationship with a lot of the moms, there, there's more than one player that has had a life like his. I, I don't really want to mention any names. However, okay. however, most of us come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And what we did as a family, we always talked life after basketball, even while basketball was going on. Because Shaquille's been blessed to have been associated with the NBA for so many years. But going into the NBA, you don't know how long you're going to be a part of the game. Yeah. So we always talked life after basketball. And it was a journey, preparation from this place. We started out putting a plan in action. And we realized when Shaquille began to play basketball, we realized that he could use that as an opportunity to get to college because we knew we couldn't afford it. So we talked to Shaquille about education, keeping your grades up that that will put you in a position to be noticed because education always came first in our family. So when you when you sit down and you begin to write a plan, it's, it's a part of your dream. Well, we're going to do this so we can do that. We're going to do this so we can do that. Scooby so we, we did that as a family. Shaquille is the oldest child, so he set the standard for the rest of his brothers, you know, brothers and sisters. And when you sit down and do that and you do it calmly, it's like forward thinking. We 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 did that. Not saying that we were expert at it, but we wanted more for him than what we had. And I've been so blessed. I was so, so blessed. And I get excited about this because after he went through college, he was able to get that good job, you know, that he had. (laughs) He paid for all of us to go to college. Right. That's a wonderful thing right there. But he, he set a standard, and we had a plan as a family. And the plan was, what are you going to do when basketball is over? What was the grocery bill like when he was a teenager? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, I was fortunate enough to have a job too, but we 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 lived on military bases for most of his um adolescent life and even as a teenager we lived on military bases. So it was a little cheaper than it was out here in the real world. Mm-hmm. But the bill was always high because we if we didn't do anything else, we wanted to eat. <laughs> So I was on food stamps one time. I cut coupons out one time. We did what we needed to do. Had a high grocery bill. Four children, that's expensive. But we we didn't worry about it. We did what we could do. We went hungry a few times, but for the most part, you know, we did eat. And I'm just so happy about that. His bravado and confidence, who instilled that trait in him? Well, I think anybody 
that has that it has to come from you. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because parents, we can talk about what you need and you can do this, but until you learn that everything begins with you, mm-hmm. it, it'll never happen for you. So I talked to you a little while ago about planting seeds, planting mm-hmm. positive seeds, and as a mother, water the seeds, keep telling him, Shaquille, you are a designer original. Shaquille, hmm. you are unique. You're a past being different. And my mother used to always say, that one right there, something special about him. So I kept telling him he was special. I kept encouraging him. And with those encouraging words and planting those positive seeds, he is the brave man that he is today. And that courage and that confidence. It's in him because when you, I tell that to him and he needs to believe what I tell him and that's where it comes from, believing in yourself. So at one point in time after he got through with all of that unnecessary, you know, playing around, he began to know, okay, I'm the man. You have to have a talk with yourself and, and just encourage yourself. And I tell young people when I talk to them today, Brandon, I said, forget about being different. Think about being unique. I said, when you look in the mirror in the morning, you say to yourself that I am a designer original. And when you begin to tell yourself I can do, you will do. Because you got to tell yourself in order for you to believe it. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. The Odessa Chambers Quality of Life Fund, what does that mean to you? The Odessa Chambers Quality of Life Fund is a fund that we put together in honor of my mother, Shaquille's grandmother, my children's grandmother. And Odessa was a nurse by profession, and she lived in Newark, New Jersey. And in 1996, she passed away, April 2nd, 1996. And maybe a few months before then, we were in the hospital with her. We had went to visit her. And when I say we, I had one brother and two sisters and we were all standing in the hallway and the doctors came out and they looked at us and they said, you know, we've done everything medically possible that we can do for your mother. They had diagnosed her a long time ago, but she was in the battle and we, we never thought that the battle would end. However, this particular day, they told us that they'd done everything that they they say it is not the quantity of years your mother has left to live, but it will be the quality of her life from now on that will make a difference to all of you. And it's almost like God just laid something on our hearts to do something to honor our mother. And because she had a great legacy, she loved people. She was a, a strong woman of faith. And she just had, a, I mean, tremendous love for everybody. So we put our heads together and came up with the Odessa Chambliss Quality of Life Fund. And we're raising money for nursing scholarships. And out of the resources and the money that we have raised since 1996, we were able to get a building named in her honor on the campus of the great Bethune-Cookman University in Daytona Beach. Your alma mater. Yes. And it is the Odessa Chambliss Center for Health Equity. And in the center, we are supporting the Volusia and Flagler County communities, even supporting the students on the campus of Bethune-Cookman, providing health information, and working with an organization in Daytona Beach that conducts free health examinations for 
people that don't have health insurance or little insurance. We're so excited about what the fund is doing. We passed our million-dollar mark a few years back, but every year we have an event, and we're gearing up for an event, May 6th. We call it a Faith and Fellowship Luncheon. And out of portions of the proceeds from the luncheon, we're going to be making donations again to Bethune-Cookman Nursing Program and also the Center for Health Equity. It's It's been a blessing. And we're honoring our mother in the process, the legacy of love that she left us. We're spreading that love in her honor. It's, it's amazing. What advice do you have for for parents of blue chippers in the collegiate recruiting process? NBA draft is coming up in June, and um, you see a lot of parents who are very vocal um, of with their kids, and you know you see high school kids. You're, you're kind of dealing that with yourself with your grandson, uh, Sharif. But ha- what advice do you have for parents of blue chippers in the in the recruiting process? You know, it's, it's funny that you would ask that because I got an invitation to go to North Carolina to speak to some parents and some coaches, and I've been thinking about what I'm going to say to them. Mm-hmm. I kind of reminisce on my life, our life, as it was when Shaquille was being recruited and he was playing basketball and being in different places where all they thought about was the game of basketball. I I just want to encourage them and tell them to not look too far past the reality and keep the lines of communication open between their young adults Young adult, because that's what they are, really. And, damn, we lose sight of um, the fact that our young people are young people. We want to get so far ahead of where they are. And I feel like we're pushing them. I want to tell them, don't push. Don't push. Just just be present. When LSU and Dale Brown came to recruit Shaq, what part did academics play in the decision to go there? Major part. Academics was first. Mm-hmm. We we didn't talk basketball much because um, it wasn't a priority. Education was a priority, so that was major. And then we also talked Brandon. Well, Shaquille was good, but was he good enough for college? We didn't know. And so what was that, your measuring stick, though? Our measuring stick was that he was eligible but Mm -hmm. was he good enough in college remember now he went to a college where they already had their superstars Mm -hmm. so we 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 had to ask ourselves is he gonna fit in the decision was his at the college he went to it wasn't ours and i'm glad that you know they can go to different schools and just kind of scope some of them out so we never made that decision for him however the measuring stick was how am I going to fit in? So you put your priorities in order. You have to be a good student in order to play. So that was major, that you pass those grades. You got to keep those scholarships. Then you can worry about playing. No scholarship, then you're going to be doing the duffel bag drag. You're going home. At your grandson Sharif O'Neal's age, was Shaq as good at his age as, as, as your grandson is now? I have to say yes. Why? Why? Yes. Because I've watched the development. And it's something that I've seen before. 
the world is seeing it because of the way the information gets out. But I've seen the progress. It's in his genes. He has a special gift. And he and Shaquille, I believe, are playing or will be playing. Well, they are playing different positions. Shaquille was a power player in the middle of the paint. But Sharif is a finesse player. Mm-hmm. And he can also play in the paint. Mm-hmm. So he's Scooby good and his Radio. dad was good too. Mm-hmm. I remember when rappers Nas and Jay-Z got into lyrical battles. And Jay-Z took it too far. He talked about the mother of Nas's kids. Mm-hmm. So, earlier this season, JaVale McGee and Shaq went back and forth. Shaq mm-hmm. had gone out of his way on Shaq and the Fool at JaVale. JaVale got tired of it and said what he said on Twitter. Shaq fired back and threatened him. I read recently that Ernie Johnson said that he wanted to give Shaq his two cents, but she beat him to the punch via text message. <laughs> if I may ask, what did you say to him? And why did you feel the need to say something? Well, the conversation that my son and I had, I I really want to keep it confidential. Sure. But what I encouraged him to do was let it go because a a war of words can go on forever. I mean, they can go on a long time, and some things are just better left unsaid. (laughs) So there had to be a cutoff point, and I, I knew it was time. So I encouraged him to just let it go. Brandon, when I was growing up, we used to say that sticks and stones can break your bones and words will never hurt you. Mm-hmm. That is really not true because words can hurt you. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so with the war of words going on, both of them were hurt. So it was time to just let that go. Were there any instances, let's say, uh, the beef with a certain center named Shaquille O'Neal and a certain shooting guard named Kobe Bryant? Was there a time that you gave him similar advice? Of course. But I'm not going to share what I said because it's a conversation between a mother and her son. Got it. So, with all of the recent accomplishments that your son had, um, Jersey Retirements, Hall of Fame Inductions, Staples Center statue. If you had to pick two that you enjoyed the most, mm-hmm. what which did you pick, and why? Um, that's that's hard. Okay. And it's hard because all of them are so very very special, and they're something I never would have imagined. Scoop B Radio. But when I look at the statues, the one at LSU and the one at the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. I picked those two because those statues will be there long after we're all gone. Hmm. And yeah. it's it's almost like he's really leaving something for somebody to uh, learn from, admire. But it's the legacy that we want to live. When we leave this earth, we want to leave a legacy. And those statues are reminders of the legacy of Shaquille O'Neal. The last one, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the last one at the Staples Center, that one is so different. It's unique because I've never seen a statue hanging from a building. That is different. It's it's different. And I think, not to cut you off, but I think the reason why I think that that statue is so meaningful is you see Michael Jordan, he's flying. 
That was his mm-hmm. trademark. You mm-hmm. know, you see John Stockton and Malone, you see the pick and roll. But Shaq, Shaq, when I used to play pickup games, used to hang on the daggone rims and have his legs mm-hmm. wide. That was that That's was him. him to the T. And the and the Me couple radio. that made that statue, they did a phenomenal job. It is beautiful. It is detailed all the way down to the tattoos. Hmm. The tattoos. And and I, I really I really am amazed at that one because it's not the final, but to end a career after so many years and have that monument, it's something special about that. He He's the ultimate gift that every basketball player wants is to be inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. But to get a statue, oh my, it's something, something. I don't have the word for that. So out of all of that, just those two. The one at LSU, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. I did. Beautiful as well. Did you, I mean, everybody asks you questions about your son, basketball-wise, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Did you play basketball? When I played basketball, it was so, I don't know, it was so quiet because we only were able to go half court. But now they have the WNBA where the women play as well as the men, and they dominate the game, every position. I never played to that level. What was your game like? Fair. It was fair. Were you power forward, center, small forward? Center, because I'm tall as well. <laughs> so I played the middle. Nice defensive game. Not not concentrating too much on the offense, but played defense because we were only able to go half court. Right. The game is much different for women today. Very. Because they the the women are actually playing on a on a uh, men's level, you know. I mm-hmm. think there's certain women in the league that can can take on take on some of the guys. I love to watch Cheryl Swoop play and and um, the Houston team that had that long run. That's mm-hmm. when I really start watching women's basketball and the way Lisa Leslie played her game. Sure, I love it. We talked um, before we got on air about security um it's a it's a brave new world um today as opposed to you know in the 90s when your son played or even in in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s one how do you as a family protect um against vultures (laughs) the reason it's funny is because it just always seems like if people want to find you they they have a way of finding you Mm-hmm. And we do the best we can to stay out of the limelight. We don't always uh, advertise who we are and who we're connected to. But sometimes when um, the wrong element, when I say the wrong element, I'm talking about the people that don't necessarily care. Mm-hmm. When they get wind of that, they, they use it as a, a way to get to you. And we're only human. We've fallen into a lot of traps. However, for the most part, we just do the best we can to protect each other, always looking out for each other. Family needs to look out for each other, limelight or not. We need to protect and look out for each other. So that's what we do as a family. You as a mom um, of, a, of a very successful um, NBA player and a successful tech guy and your other son and educated, mm-hmm. you have two, is it two girls? Two girls and two boys. Um, 
what's next for you in life? Where do you see, I guess, as a as a mom ambassador or as 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 just where we talk about statues, we talk about that. Where do you want to be remembered, and how do you say that you want to leave your mark on society? Let me let me just first say we've been talking about family. We talk about all the good things. I want to just say it's nothing so special that I did. I, I just have to um, you know give God glory. I believe sure. in God very strongly. And I just believe that he has blessed our family in a special, special way. So I just continue to walk in my purpose that I know that he has given me. And I've always wanted from a young child to be the one to motivate somebody else and encourage somebody mm-hmm. else. So I'm continuing to do that now. And I have been doing it in the Orlando community since we've moved here. So for the rest of my life, I want to continue to do the same because I realized a long time ago, too, that the blessing that we have is not about us. It's mm-hmm. not about us. And so every day I do something or try to do something to make somebody else happy. And that makes me happy and continues to bring a smile to my face. You I, know, I love you... people and I love community, so I'm going to continue to do that as long as I can. When Shaq went, was drafted to the Orlando Magic and you moved to Orlando as well, there was something very magical about that time period, particularly Disney, um, oh, excuse me, yeah, Disney, Nickelodeon, et cetera. I hear a lot of stories from like Nickelodeon talent of just how much y'all were just in the community. How cool was that? Like back in the day in the booming nineties and, you know, with Shaq being on the, on the Magic and what was that scene like in Orlando in the nineties? It was nice. Be, you know, it was brand new to us, and then I wasn't in a good place when we moved here. I had a lot of growing up to do. Got it. But it helped me to grow up because the world was paying attention. And you don't want the world to see anything bad, so it forced me to take a look at Lucille and see how Lucille could become a better woman, mother, person, and having all of that to do community was the best place to do it because people are in situations where we we were and there's a way out of that if you concentrate and you begin to motivate yourself and these are the, the words of encouragement that we gave people we've lived in a hood we we we've been there in those places but what i love about the family is that i can look at the person that's in that situation and know that I'm no better than that person. But what I can do is help you out of that situation. So we may, we, we put our concentration there, tap right back into community because the tables could be turned. And so many people helped us along the way, but I'm telling you, Orlando is a nice place. It's full of great people and we come together when we need to. And we just look forward. So when you say the magic is here, yes, it is here. Sun's shining, which makes for a wonderful day. And we get out and get busy in the community because time is going by. We're all getting older. We don't have any time to waste. So I tell people, let's make it a great day. And I have a little plaque on my uh, kitchen counter. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Don't mess it up. That's on your voicemail. <laughs> That's right, it is. And I'm so serious about that. I don't I don't I don't let a day go by. I want to make the day count. So my concentration is on family and community. What last question. What is a typical 
Christmas, Easter dinner <laughs> in your household? Okay, Christmas, we have lots of fruit and nuts because we love fruit and nuts. Mm-hmm. Turkey, collard greens, potato salad, mm-hmm. sweet potato pie, rice, all macaroni and cheese, cake, all of those things that we really don't need but we enjoy. Yes. Because we think that Christmas and Easter, those are special days. So we we just eat what we like. We put we put aside whether or not it's good for us. We just have what we like. And if we can get Scoop something a little different, if you come to visit, we ask you to bring maybe one of your favorite family dishes. But for the most part, we sit back, we eat, we laugh, and we get to know one another all over again. Hopefully... A day will come when I can be in one place with all of my grandchildren and their parents. Mm-hmm. And we can just take a nice family photo because we're scattered. I got grandkids in Texas, grandkids in California, and grandkids here. But my dream is to one day be in one place with all of them so I can take a nice family portrait. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thanks for listening to Scoop B Radio and the programming note. Make sure you guys check out Scoop's top plays. Follow my Instagram at Scoop underscore B. Also, check out my Facebook like page. Search Facebook.com slash Scoop B. Scoop's top plays comes on every Saturday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Check it out. All my questions objectively. Even when I asked a question about the Lakers and Mr. Brian and Shaq, you were fair, and I appreciate you um, <laughs> for taking this time uh, to sit down and talk with me for Scooby Radio Mother's Day. Brandon, thank you for the invitation. And I want to tell you, when I saw Mr. Brian in L.A., all I could do is open my, up my arms and give him a hug, too. I really am happy that he and Shaquille are in a different place because, when you grow up to be a man, all those childish ways, you need to let them go. That'll work. And you still answered the question objectively. I appreciate that. I, I, <laughs> I told you negative. That's too much energy. I don't have, I'm not doing that. I want to be happy. I'm going to stay happy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 
Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.